This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Innovation is like this guy's, our next guest, his specialty in technology. This is what he talks about. And he loves it because 2022 has been very interesting when it comes to tech. And, of course, it's Christmas, so tech and gadgets are all that we talk about. Uh, Andy Barrar is here, tech and digital lifestyle expert at Handy Andy Media. Hey, Andy. Hey, George. How are you? Good. Thanks for uh, finding time today on Boxing Day to do this. But clearly, boxing, unboxing, what came in the box? What did you get? Do you, what, do you, what do you get somebody like you for Christmas? Because obviously you have everything when it comes to tech. You'd be the worst guy to shop for. Uh, probably. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you want to buy tech for me. Um, no. because, but well, the, I have a really interesting job. You know, I get to review the latest tech that comes onto the market. And mm-hmm. I, I do it like a lot of people might not know this, but I do third party reviews for Best Buy Canada. So they'll send me tech like the newest products and get me to try it out and review it. And I get pure editorial control. Wow. So if I don't like something, I get them back it up. And it's refreshing because A lot of stuff that I might find interesting, it just Mm -hmm. doesn't resonate for the average person. For example, if you look at the smart home, these smart speakers that we've had for years now, Mm -hmm. they really haven't taken off. And we just saw some recent news that Amazon and also Google, they're they're cutting down on that that, uh, entire category because people weren't taking advantage of it. But for myself, like my entire home is smart. All my lights turn on uh, via voice. I control my thermostats uh, through, through my smartphone. So I, I think there's a lot of advantages. Weird. It's just that people, you know, they, they got to make a better job of showing the advantages of these technologies. And that's where I think I come around and help with that. Huh, because I would have thought, because I know that for me, I prefer the smart speakers where I can just yell at it and tell it to play music for me, uh, as opposed to the Bluetooth speakers that are, to me, like, oh, i got to pair it and all this stuff. Uh, I just want to yell at something and tell it to play music for me or turn the lights on as opposed to other ways of doing things. So, so it's weird. I'm, I'm surprised by that i thought they would be you know escalating in their in their in their interest to people well a lot of people they use it for like dad jokes they might use it to get the weather um one one if, for anybody out there that has a smart speaker and if you haven't used it for a long time here's my handy andy tip move it into your bathroom because you'll be just sitting there and you just have this <laughs> random thought while you're taking a shower you can play your shower podcast. sure let's go with that you can you can play radio um you could ask random questions for kids you can set a timer so you can say okay let's see if you can bathe in 10 minutes bathe i got um, two boys believe me it's not bathing that's a problem it's i don't know what they're doing in there for hours <laughs> Yeah, so but it, it can be an advantage um, if you're not really using it. Yeah, um, because you're you're kind of bored when you're in. The, it's the only time when you don't have your smartphone connected to you, but you still have. If you have those True. random thoughts, um, you can you can find that information. So I use it to find what the weather is, get traffic updates and and whatnot. Um, it's a great tip for especially for, a lot of people have them. They just don't yeah. use them very much. I have too many of them. I have Google and <laughs> and I've got I got Amazon and Google. They're yell, I'm yelling at both of them sometimes because they're you know that's just. Sort of, you get them as gifts and you kind of plant them around the house and uh, it gets a bit confusing sometimes. What are the other gifts that were hot this year uh, as we went into Christmas for, for families, for kids? What were the, some of the top gifts that you saw f- flying off the shelves or the, off the internet? 
Um, one thing that I noticed was, especially for young kids, young gamers, they're really into these VR headsets mm -hmm. or the consoles. So the one that that's available for the PlayStation, I couldn't find it online. You know, a lot of, they would have a lot of these uh, uh, kits with a game included with the VR headset, right? And it was for an affordable price, but you just could not find it. Yeah, it's kind of the tickle me Elmo of this generation. Mm -hmm. You know, there's always that one gift. <laughs> that parents can't find that mm -hmm. the kids all want. I think that was and, on my 14 year old's list. I think there was something that I, and I asked about it and I couldn't find it. Yeah. Um, and so I think that was really the, the hot gift. And that's mm -hmm. the thing about gaming is that it, it, it spans generations. Now it's not just 14 year olds, but it's 40 year olds yeah. that are using that same, same thing. So the demand is out there. And with the supply chain issues that we've seen over the last couple of years, that's hampered the tech industry mm -hmm. and getting these products to market at, at scale, because a lot of people want the newest consoles, the PlayStation fives, uh, and the new Xbox, but you just can't find them. And, People that do have them, they'll try to, you know, sell it and make a profit on it. So it, it gets to that point where it almost becomes un, unreasonable for the average person who just wants that gift. For the gadgets in 2023, what do you what do you see coming? Because I want to get into other bigger tech in a bit. But first, let's talk about what do you think in 2023? What are the things like? Is there a VR the thing that we're, it's going to blow us away as far as the technology for home use? Well, George, I don't know if you know this, but the first week of January in Las Vegas, they have the Consumer Electronics Show. It's the big tech show yeah. uh, that happens every year. And I'm going to be attending. Oh, and it's cool. Been, uh, first time in two years because yeah. of the pandemic. In 2021, it had to go virtual only. Mm -hmm. 2022, last year or in January, it was a hybrid, but not many people showed up. In fact, George, I was at the last one in 2020, and I think that was a COVID super spreader event because <laughs> Crazy, of course. they were talking about COVID in, in China in December. Yeah. I went to that event. A lot of people from China That's... and Asia and all over the world were there. And when I got back, right. I got really sick. And so I, I really, I'm kind of scared had COVID. back with that many people. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's going to be in person. So I mean, I'll how do you, you have to do that conference in person? You got to touch and feel the things. I mean, you can't just I, do that virtually. Yeah, I did it virtually last year where you just get like press releases and photos. Yeah. It was so boring, George. I, I bet. I, I was like, you know what? I'm booking my ticket next time. <laughs> I love it. it. I'm like a kid in a candy store when I, I go there yeah. because it's the entire tech world. And that's where we're going to find what the big themes are. And the one that I'm going to be really looking mm -hmm. at um, is in televisions because they always have really? the newest generation of televisions. Yeah. This year, there's a company in the U.S. that no one's ever heard of called Displace. They're going to be releasing the first truly wireless TV. So it has no wires or ports. It doesn't even have a plug that you what? plug it into the wall. It takes a battery. And, and it only weighs 20 pounds, 55-inch really? OLED 4K. And what they're saying, you can actually set them like a four by four against each other to create like a master, bigger TV. Oh my and, gosh. And they use batteries. So six hours, they say with six hours of use a day, you can get about one month. So you of could do like charge. a, a, a drive-in movie in your backyard by just popping them on a tree or something if you wanted well, to. This this one I think is to be mounted onto a wall. But yeah. if you have like a home entertainment room, instead of getting a, maybe a projector, yeah. what you could do is just modularly just add all wow. of these screens to create this mega screen. That's crazy. Um, yeah, that's that's going to be interesting. Another thing I think will be what's in the health and fitness um, space mm -hmm. because you're seeing a shift for, away from Peloton and these subscriptions, especially with inflation being as high as it is. Mm -hmm. People are ditching their Pelotons and their subscriptions. So somebody is going to take that place. There's always a fad that mm -hmm. goes on in the health and fitness category. And I think we're going to see that at CES in January. Uh, so Andy, you know, chat GPT, this is uh, AI like insane. I mean, I have a marketing agency, uh, this, you know, besides doing this stuff at CKNW, 
chat. I mean, I was familiar with some of the stuff that they were doing with OpenAI before. Uh, obviously, chat GPT came along and with access to anybody who wants to access this thing. Tell us a bit about this and what impact do you think this has on everything? Yeah, so this is huge. And it's just a start, George. This is just giving us a snippet of what the future of the internet is going to look like. So Jack GPT is really like, uh, the best way to describe it is like a personal assistant that can extract information off the internet. You could ask it to do just about anything. Even you could ask it to like write a poem mm -hmm. uh, in, in, in the style of Hemingway, and it will produce that kind of result. Mm -hmm. And I think what this is going to really disrupt is search. I think if I'm Google, I am uh, worrying right now about what, how is this going to affect our business model? Because it's free right now for anybody to try. It's very powerful. You, you, you're, it's just amazing what you mm -hmm. can do with it. But what's going to happen is they're going to turn that into a subscription service. So in the future, I see the search. Like when we think of search, we just go onto Google and you search for something. And the way they make their money is through the ads and, you know, and yeah. the ads that you see around that search. With ChatGPT, it's going to be a subscription service. So it will be a powerful alternative to Google search. And I think a lot of people, because they're using it right now, they're going to get so used to it, George, that they will be willing yeah. to pay for it, just like they pay for Netflix, a subscription service to watch content. And it's crazy what it can do. It's not just, you know, predictive text or anything like that. It's coding about, you know, building me a, you know, a, do the code for a website with this or, or build a spreadsheet for this or there's stuff coming that says make a TV commercial with this as a theme and it, it builds this commercial. The stuff that's possible with AI is, is just crazy that I'm seeing out there. Yes. And this is the, the, you know, AI has always been powerful. People have always noticed the, you know, how it's going to disrupt, you know, the, the, the tech industry, but this is the most applicable version of AI. So people can actually touch and feel and use it. Mm -hmm. But AI has been used for machine learning, you know, for data sets. If you look at AI, like look at social media, that algorithm, that's AI. And I would argue that TikTok has the most powerful social mm -hmm. media algorithm out mm -hmm. there. Um, but this is the one that we could actually use, that we could yeah. like be participant of. And I think that's what makes it powerful. But it's just the beginning, George. This is oh, yeah. really um, the future. And I, I hope to see a lot of this in Vegas uh, this year when at the to see the show. applications. Because I think you think about this to me is as big as when the Internet came along and like the way it did in 1992 or so. And you had to explain what www meant and what email was and people were just like trying to get their head around it uh didn't understand its applications what what possibly could it do would be you know but how it's changed media newspapers all these things it's it's that disruptive i think for the future of many industries especially creative industries you can actually write make us write a script uh seinfeld yep. scripts uh you know for 30 minutes that you know whatever it's amazing and it'll type it out like boom it's there within seconds it's crazy yeah agencies like yourself you don't really need a copywriter you <laughs> Can just have it as your copywriter to make uh, you know ads for for commercials and, and uh, other types yeah. of print media. One of the other big stories is this recently was the fusion uh, and and the power of this uh, this this you know discovery. Tell us a bit about that and how that might, especially when it comes to tech and 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 energy, which is a big part of um, in order to make tech work, you need power. Yeah, if you look at where we've seen this move towards uh, electronic transportation and such, but we do need an alternative. And the fusion, like the, what they've done, this, these breakthroughs that they've done uh, with fusion is amazing. And it's really going to open up uh, more energy, clean energy sources. And that's mm -hmm. really what we're, we're looking for. Uh, if, if, you know, I always think about this, George, you know, we think about the Internet. 
everything is on servers and you know, mm -hmm. you still have to have a data center. You still have to have hard drives. Right. And we just said, what, what is the internet going to look like in 20, 30 years? And how are we going to power that? And mm -hmm. I think that's where fusion comes into play. It's really going to be a requirement in the future um, because our energy needs, everything is yeah. going electric. So we got to have other alternative clean sources of energy and the breakthroughs that they're doing are, are, are game changing and it will um, definitely shape the future of our energy needs. What are the things that happened in the past year that you're like blown away by like, wow, that, that, that happened. I can't believe it. Cause you, you talk about battery technology. You talk about, well, Elon Musk, let's talk about that. Let's just get onto that. I mean, what is going on there? I'm bullish on Twitter still, but he is tweeting stuff that is nuts sometimes. And, and I think that he's really, it's, you look at the stocks of Tesla. Um, you know, what are your, what are your thoughts on Elon Musk? Well, we have to understand what he's really doing. And what Elon Musk is trying to do is make social media as a service, like a paid subscription mm -hmm. service, just like you pay for Netflix, just like how we talk chat GPT will be a subscription that you do for search. He's trying to do that with social media and giving, and, and he's really going for the content creators. One thing he's going to change with yeah. Twitter, and you see this, is he's really yeah. going big on video and he wants longer form video mm -hmm. content. And um, he's going to try to attract the creators. And when you think of what's going on with TikTok, right? Right now, George, and and the problems and the national security mm -hmm. concerns about TikTok, uh, ByteDance, which is a, a company based in Beijing, I think that's an opportunity for Elon Musk mm -hmm. to take those content creators from TikTok and and move them over to Twitter and get them to pay to actually post their content. That will be a very interesting yeah. shift. This Twitter Blue subscription, I'd love to see data on the people that have actually mm -hmm. subscribed to it, but it's a private company now, so he doesn't have to share yeah. that data with us. So. Um, what he did say is that in, in the future, he loves to do these Twitter polls. He yeah. said in the future, <laughs> Twitter polls will only be for Twitter blue subscribers. Uh -huh. And I'm looking forward to that because if he does do that, we get an insight on how many people at least are, are subscribers to. Truly engaged as well. You'll see. It'll be interesting. It, Exactly. I, and so this whole notion of social media um, as a subscription service, mm -hmm. that's an interesting notion. But for people that are tired of ads, tired of these algorithms, if you can have a social media profile where you control the algorithm and the content you see, I think there might be an opportunity there. Mm. Whether he's the one that does it, he's kind of a volatile figure. I, I, it just remains to be seen, Whoa, but he does yeah. make it interesting. That's yeah, sure. And I think you have to separate the, the, the person who, and his personality to the stuff he's doing because he actually was also behind uh, OpenAI. He was the original founder That's of right. that whole company that now has, and he's said very clearly uh, the AI is, you know, he's actually worried about it's it, the ramifications of it and how it will do it. But you've got to know that he's embedding that into Twitter and that uh, that people are leaving Twitter. But I think, I, you know, they're going to these other sites and you're going, really? I mean, I don't know, mask, yeah. mask, whatever They're not that good, George. No. Yeah. And I, I think it'll be interesting to see how that evolves. And I think, can people separate the person from the product? I think that's always the challenge. Because if you did your research on some of the products that you, you know, you talk about uh, and the people behind them, you might start being apprehensive about buying those too. Who knows? Well, it, it puts a problem for people that are Tesla owners and yeah. they don't like Elon Musk anymore because that, that creates a lot of cognitive yes, dissonance with does. you, right? It you does. love your car, but you don't like the, the uh, man what do who you made do? the car. What do you do? All right, Andy, thanks for joining me today. Appreciate it.